0: fastgrowingtrees.com code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Today is September 6th, 2022 and our first story. The first poll has dropped and Joe Biden's anti-MAGA speech backfired, pissing off most Americans who see the speech as dangerous in an escalation of rhetoric and an incitement to conflict. In our next story, Joe Biden for this gets heckled, has people in his audience grab the guy and then he blames Trump supporters for embracing violence. And in our last story, Jennifer Lawrence, she's suffering recurring nightmares featuring Tucker Carlson. Yeah, this is why we need to build culture so that the celebrities in our world don't say such insane things and people might break free from the bubble world echo chamber. If you like the show, give us a good review, leave us five stars and share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. The first poll is out. Joe Biden's anti-MAGA speech has backfired miserably. And the poll shows that most Americans think that it was a dangerous escalation, dangerous rhetoric, and is making things worse. I think it's obvious. When you look at the speech he gave last week, where he attacked MAGA Republicans, he then came out the next day when asked by Peter Ducey about Trump supporters saying, I don't think any Trump supporter is a a threat to this country. Seems like he's walking things back or perhaps a more generous interpretation is that he only meant to talk about the members of Congress. Of course, there's people who vote for those members of Congress, which hold those ideas. So what really was Joe Biden talking about? He was talking about Trump supporters, and it seemed like he wanted to walk it back. Some people said the overnights on this must be atrocious for him to walk it back already. But yeah, people were shocked. And that picture of Joe Biden shaking his fists in the red background, that is not going to play over well. Feelings drive a lot of voters You know, we we want them to be fact minded, but people are going to look at that photo and they're going to be like, yikes. So here it is. Among independent voters, Biden's approval rating is in the gutter. The Democrats have been chasing the Twitter demographic endlessly. You know, I talked about this quite a bit, that these Democrats are getting free run on Twitter without being censored or shut down. And that's actually going to backfire on them because it makes them look insane. When the left can say or do anything, they chase their own tails and the right is constantly trying to make sure they're not getting banned. What happens? The Democratic Party chases after what they think is popular. Well, on Twitter, everybody hates Republicans and Trump supporters. That's what we're going to lean into and call them evil MAGA extremists. And then independent voters, they say, no way, this is nuts. Now we've got Newsweek saying Dark Brandon may be backfiring on Joe Biden. This whole idea that they're going to go after Trump supporters, it ain't working. And people are increasingly concerned that we may be heading towards a civil war. MSNBC actually said that in one funny article, actually. A writer for The Guardian says, "Uh, if there is going to be a civil war, I'm in really big trouble because I don't have food or guns. Yeah, about that. Many on the left have been cheering for these attacks on Donald Trump and his supporters, not realizing that they are calling for dramatic escalation. And when Joe Biden came out condemning MAGA Republicans and they cheered for it, you have to realize where that kind of rhetoric goes to a dark place. Now, of course, this is all really bad news for Democrats in Congress because it's the midterm that's coming up. Joe Biden's not running for re election right now. I mean, he kind of is, and these images will be used against him. They look bad. But Nancy Pelosi is apparently already planning her escape. She wants to. She wants some ambassadorship, I think, with Italy in the event that the uh, the Democrats don't win the House. So, um, what's one way to put it? The rats are jumping ship. Joe Biden and Democrats have pandered so hard. Not really. It's it's not so much about the far left. It's about the ideological cult left that regular people are probably just confused by what they're doing. I mean, come on child sex change operations. Okay, dude, I'll tell you this. All you got to do is ask somebody if they're like, well, I'm voting for Biden. And be like, do you support? Uh, you know, one big issue for them is sex changes for children. I mean, is that something you support? No, one, no one's going to say yes to that. Framing, it's everything, I guess, right? But Democrats really are in favor of policies like this, which are so far outside of the norm that regular people, namely independents, are just like, I, I don't even know. I, I don't even know. And the crazy thing is, It's the younger demographic that hates Joe Biden the most. Seriously. I don't know how they feel about Donald Trump. Probably don't like him either. But it's interesting to see that 18 to 34 is the is the demographic with the highest disapproval for Joe Biden. You'd think it would have been 65 plus. But no, I think the style that Joe Biden brings panders well to these old school, older types who are okay with the uniparty establishment and just get their news from the corporate press. But let's take a look at these polls and let's talk about where we go In the event there is a civil war, crime is skyrocketing, police are resigning, regular people are taking out loans to buy groceries, and Joe Biden is blaming Trump. Amazing. Before we get started, my friends, head over to TimCast.com to become a member and help support our work. As a member, you'll get access to the TimCast IRL After Show. Uncensored content Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. Of course, we didn't have anything yesterday. It was Labor Day, and you can check out the Cast Castle vlog, Tales from the Inverted World, Pop Culture Crisis, all of our shows, and our new music from Timcast Records. With your support, we will be building culture, expanding this operation, and making more cool stuff. Smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Let's read this story from the Post: Millennial majority of Americans say Biden's anti-MAGA speech was designed to incite conflict. A new poll has revealed. That a majority of Americans say that Biden's primetime speech delivered last week in Philadelphia before a blood red backdrop was, quote, a threat to this country, quote, a dangerous escalation and, quote, designed to incite conflict. Wow. The poll conducted by the Trafalgar Group for the Convention of States Action found that 56.8 percent of likely general election voters said that Biden's speech, in which he designated MAGA Republicans extremists, represents a dangerous escalation in rhetoric and is designed to incite conflict among Americans. 35.5% of Americans said the speech is acceptable campaign messaging that is expected in an election year. (laughs) It's a midterm, dude. Split by political party. Democrats were more likely to see the speech as acceptable, while Republicans and independents said the speech was a dangerous escalation. 70.8% 70.8% of Democrats said that the speech was acceptable campaign messaging, while 187 said that it was designed to incite conflict. A vast majority of Republicans, 89.1%, said that Biden's speech represents a dangerous escalation, with just 4.7% saying it was acceptable and 6.2% saying they weren't sure. 62.4% of independent voters said the speech was a dangerous escalation while 312 said it was acceptable. And you know what? That really breaks down to where we see the leaning. That's probably lean Democrat and lean Republican. Of independent voters, I would be willing to bet two to one they're leaning Republican. The poll was conducted between September 2nd and 5th of 1,084 likely U.S. general election voters. That's a decent sample size. It's not super fantastic, but it's a good amount. Quote, these numbers reveal that most voters were sickened and deeply disturbed by what they saw last week. When you couple this finding with previous polling we did, indicating a majority of voters also hold President Biden responsible for America's divisions, it's clear that the man who promised to unite the nation has become the most divisive president in American history, said Mark Meckler, president of the Convention of States. When voters tell you they think that the prepared remarks of a sitting president of the U.S. is a dangerous escalation and was designed to incite conflict, we are living in terrifying times. Perhaps even more terrifying is the fact that a huge majority of Democrats think this was just a routine election year stump speech. Man, no, uh, it's scary. I mean, this is this is the point at which we ask ourselves: Are we safe in our own country? Joe Biden targeting 74 million people as dangerous extremists, and he says, "I'm not talking. I'm talking about there's mainstream Republicans." Mm -hmm. Yeah, Adam Kinzinger, Liz Cheney. Come on, they don't vote for Trump. They don't vote for these guys. When you talk about MAGA Republicans, you're talking about the people who vote for them. Quote, this is the tyranny the founders of America foresaw. And it's why they included an emergency provision in Article 5 that empowers the states to rein in an out of control federal government. A convention of states needs to, needs to happen and urgently. I agree. In Biden's speech delivered in front of Independence Hall, where the Declaration of Independence was written in 1776, he declared that as I stand here tonight, equality and democracy are under assault. Donald Trump and the MAGA, he said, Maggie Republicans, MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Biden said that is it, that that's it. Biden said that his duty as president to, quote, tell you the truth, stating that MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. They refuse to accept the results of a free election. MAGA Republicans have made their choice. They embrace anger. They thrive on chaos. They live not in the light of truth, but in the shadow of lies, he said. Man, dark days indeed, I suppose, is the only way to say it. This is truly a deeply corrupt man. I think Joe Biden abused his son. I think Joe Biden is a pedophile. Uh, I'll say it. I mean, there's images of him sniffing and groping children. Fact. You look at the, the, the strange problems that Hunter Biden is experiencing, and you have to wonder what happened to this man in his developmental years that made him this way. And discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. You know, some people take trauma to a dark place. Some people overcome it. I don't know. I think based on the things we've, we've heard about with the Biden family, I think he's a he's a deeply corrupt and abusive man, hands down. Now, it's funny because you get this dichotomy. You get the left being like, which is it right? Is Joe Biden an evil dictator or is he a bumbling idiot? It's like, bro, you can be both, you know, like you said the same thing about Trump. And that was the gag. It was like, is he too stupid or is he, a, you know, a conniving evil man? Joe Biden, he, you, you know, he used to be a sharp evil man. Now he is a dim-witted evil man. Still dangerous, just not all with it. Take a look at this: Interactive Polls 2020 says Biden approval rating among independents hits new low from UGov data. 26.7 percent approval among independents, 64.1 disapproval, with, with 2 with 2,502 registered voters. That's insane. That's a large sample size. And this is crazy. The Democrats have gone so hard after their base, they are ostracizing half the country, more than half. Here we go. Biden rejects criticisms that he's dividing Americans by calling Trump supporters a threat to democracy. There it is right there. He can come out and say whatever he wants to say. I'm not talking about Trump supporters, but that is how it is is widely interpreted. President Joe Biden dismissed criticisms Monday that he is vilifying Republicans by calling former Trump, former uh, former President Donald Trump supporters extremists. I'm going to be very clear up front. Not every Republican is a MAGA Republican. Not every Republican embraces that extreme ideology. Extreme. What's extreme about saying things like um, we should protect workers and the people and secure our borders? That's extreme. That's crazy. Joe Biden is so extreme, he thinks moderate policy is extreme. That's the reality. He's pandering, and it's clear in the polls, man. Look, it's true. Let's put it this way. We are looking at strange times where we're starting to realize without a unified culture, everyone's going to say you're extreme or you're extreme. The left calls me right wing, but the right calls me left wing. And that's the perfect example. The worldview is shattered. And I think the left has gone so far left so fast that they live in a parallel reality. They think they're right. And thus, regular people, moderates, Republicans, they're now right wing, extremists to the left, when in the reality is to us, they're the extreme ones. But you can understand this. If 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 Biden and the Democrat camp wins, then yeah, the moderates and the Republicans will be. History is written by the victors. Take a look at this from civics polling. 245 1,801 responses over about a year and a half. Do you approve or disapprove of the way Joe Biden is handling his job as president? Right now, civics has his approval rating at 39% to 53% disapproval. Let's play a game. Republicans. Unsurprisingly, 96% disapproval in the Republican Party with only 3% approval. That's got to be a margin of error. I can't imagine a Republican actually approving of Joe Biden. But if this is what Joe Biden means by not every Republican is a MAGA Republican, you talking about that 3% margin of error, buddy? Yeah, okay. I don't think that's a good number to go by. Democrats, 79% approval, 10% disapproval, 12% don't know. When, when Joe Biden started, his approval rating among Democrats was 91%. It's 79 now, and its lowest point was 65. Yikes. Here's where it gets crazy. Among independent voters, 29% approval. Two to one, independents do not like Joe Biden. Now, his lowest point was 18%. That's bad. Four to one, that's nuts. So it's improved three to one. Okay, I'm sorry, two to one. For every three people, two of them will likely not like Joe Biden. But let's do something interesting. You know what I expected to see? I expected to see 65-year-olds really hating Joe Biden, and they do. 53% disapproval. But it's been around where it's always been around, older people being more conservative. So let's go down to 50, 64. Well, the younger you get, disapproval actually goes down to 53, approval to 42. 35 to 49, even better for Biden. 40% approval, 51% disapprove. Certainly among the youth demographic, Joe Biden must be doing very well. Oh, actually, his disapproval is higher and his approval is lower. Among 65 plus, he has 53% disapproval and 43% approval. Among 18 to 34, it's 54 disapprove and only 32 approve. Wow. I did not expect that. Now I'm curious. Among 18 to 34-year-old Democrats, where do they stand? They really don't like him. 61% approval rating and about a 20% neither approve or disapprove and a 19% disapprove. Young Republicans, yeah, of course they don't like him young, independent voters. This is big. 18% approval. This is what Joe Biden is not understanding. This is what Democrats are not understanding. This is our demographic. This is you and me right now. We are 18. Okay. to be fair, I'm 36. The majority of our viewers, though, are 18 to 35 of, of the viewers here. So you guys are probably like a 30 year old dude named Bill or something. John. You're 30, John. It's time to to vote right. Right now, there's a whole bunch of 30-year-old Johns going, that's me. This is it right here. 18 to 34-year-olds, 18% approval. Let's move up. I'm willing to bet among 35 to 49-year-olds, it improves a little bit. And sure enough, it does to 29%. 50 to 64, I bet it's going to improve again. 65 plus, improve. Okay, it went down a little bit. The amazing thing here is the shift in demographic and what what and what this means. What do you think this means for people who are 17 years old right now? The younger generation of moderates and Republicans are going to reject the establishment. This is big. Says a lot for our future. And even among Democrats, young people don't like Joe Biden. They're probably more likely uh, pro-socialist. So we'll see. From Forbes, destroying democracy, Biden doubles down on MAGA Republican criticism in Labor Day speech Oh. So not only as he rejected the, uh, the criticisms, he's doubling down on it. Good job, Joe Biden. Good job. The L.A. Times. Oh, thank you, guys. Robin Ebkerian. Boo hoo. Fascist MAGA Republicans are miffed at being called out by President Biden. OK, dude, take it. I don't care. I just showed the polls. Young moderate voters are rejecting Joe Biden outright. The Democrats are in serious trouble if young people come out and vote. That's crazy. Democrat, young Democrats don't like Democrats. Young independents don't like Joe Biden. And young Republicans certainly don't. So across the board, the youth vote is going to oust the Democrats. Or maybe you'll end up seeing people like AOC get in. I don't know. We'll see. But look at this. They're gloating. They're reveling in it. They have no idea. They are burning themselves to the ground. President Biden made a simple but brilliant distinction Thursday evening in Philadelphia when he spoke passionately about two species of Republicans in America today, mainstream and MAGA. Okay, 97% of all Republicans do not like Joe Biden. So who was Joe Biden talking to? I imagine that even if you weren't a big fan of Trump, when Joe Biden comes out and you don't like him, and he says this, you're probably like, okay, now this dude's, I don't like him. Seventy four million people voted for Donald Trump. It's time to realize the mistakes you've made. Dark Brandon poses dilemma for Democrats as Biden seeks reelection. Oh, they wanted to play the Dark Brandon meme thinking it'll work. Sorry, dude. It doesn't. Dark MAGA works because you had the intelligence agencies and the media go after Trump and now people want revenge. Dark MAGA works because Donald Trump's kind of a scary guy. He's kind of crazy. We're all kind of worried that he might press the button, the button, the red button on his desk that apparently summoned a Diet Coke. That's apparently what it did. I don't know if that's true. That's what I was told. It's just what I was told. You know, we had someone on IRL told us that Trump had a red button and he like he pressed it and then someone walks in with a Diet Coke. Nasty. I don't like that stuff. I just drink water. Anyway, for Joe Biden, it doesn't work when you're a bumbling old plagiarist. Doesn't come out well. But this is what's happening. That's what they went with. Here we go from Reuters. I would be, uh, it would be unfair if I, if, you know, when I come out and show the polls have improved for Joe Biden, I think it's important you know that. But I think it's also important that only a few days ago, we actually saw his polls start to take a turn. Reuters reports Biden approval falls, holding near low end of his presidency. They say U.S. President Joe Biden's public approval rating fell modestly this week, a poor sign for Democrat Party hopes in the midterms. While Biden's approval rating hit 41 last week, it's been mostly below 40 since mid-June, despite a string of Democratic legislative victories that Biden's allies hope will help them defend their narrow congressional majorities in November. Now, it's been about a week since this article came out. Biden has been improving, but it's not like it's a straight trajectory upward. There's been ups and downs. I think it's something that's important to, uh, to actually point out. I'll tell you what's that, what else is important to point out. This image right here. President Joe Biden made his third trip to Pennsylvania this week to campaign for Democratic Senate candidate, Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman. I got to tell you, man, Dr. Oz, it is an abysmal campaign. John Fetterman actually is appealing to people. I, you know, I don't care. People come out and they make fun of the guy. They say he had a stroke. And I'm like, dude, you're not doing yourselves any favors. John Fetterman, while some of, some of how he, his attitude to me, I find kind of annoying. I actually find his approach to this is way better. He's going after people's feelings and relatability. Oz is not relatable. A suit wearing dude from New Jersey who comes in to make crudite That's a really bad, bad play. And Fetterman, of course, is playing into it. However, I'm not here to talk about Fetterman and Oz because I don't like the Democrats. Eh, but I got to tell you, Fetterman seems to come off way better in his campaign ads. The Daily Mail says pitifully small crowd of union workers rock up to support President Biden's Labor Day speech. Yeah, nobody cares. Look at this. And they know no one's coming. They know nobody cares about this guy. Joe Biden wins because people hate Trump. That's all that matters. So when you see the inverse, and this is important, people, this massive crowd of people cheering for Trump, what you're not seeing is the anti-Trump crowd. Nobody cares about Joe Biden's speeches. What does he have to offer? The media radicalized people. You either like Trump or you hate Trump. People who hate Trump show up and and protest in the streets and smash windows. That's indicative of something, not Joe Biden's speech. So we will see. I don't think these are good indicators. People are like the people look at this, this, this stadium that's filled with people, thousands of people. And they're like, Donald Trump is the best president. Nobody even shows up for Joe Biden. It's like, yes, but will they vote against Trump? That's the question. I think in the midterms, this is something important. And I think when it comes to the, to, to the 2024 election or 2020 or whatever, you shouldn't look at crowd size and think that's indicative of what's going to happen because you can't see the media and the impact it has on people. Of course, nobody liked Biden in 2024. I don't know what we'll get from this. But right now, what is important is that Joe Biden needs to be able to muster support for congressional candidates. If nobody cares what he has to say, nobody's voting against anything. And that's why Joe Biden is going for Dark Brandon. It's why he's blaming and attacking MAGA. They need you to hate, to fear. They need to remind everyone why you need them. You get the point. Viva Vendetta reference for those that get it. Joe Biden coming out and screaming about MAGA is because the only thing that actually beats populism is hatred. When Donald Trump comes out and says, we're going we're gonna to bring back jobs and get good manufacturing for our country. People cheer for it. Why wouldn't you? When Joe Biden comes out, he goes, come on, come on, man. We need to, you know, we, our borders are, are, are porous and we're sending factories overseas and we're going to keep doing it. People are going to be like, "Yo, dude, yeah, I don't, I don't want that. Like, that's a bad thing. Joe Biden, Barack Obama, the TPP, all that other garbage they were pushing. So what do they need? Hatred and fear. And that's what they're campaigning on. Quite literally, what you are getting right now with Joe Biden's anti-MAGA speech that some say is inciting civil war, inciting conflict, is him coming out right now and saying, I want you to remember why you need us. Come on, man. Because MAGA. Now, no one cares for Joe Biden. They're not going to come out for him, but they will come out if they're scared of Donald Trump. And so that's what they're trying to do. But I think things are looking good for Republicans, to be completely honest, as exemplified by this. Pelosi seeks ambassadorship to Italy if GOP wins House majority in midterms. Yeah, that's called retirement, Nancy. Biden has not yet nominated an ambassador to Italy since entering the White House. Sources tell Fox Business that Pelosi wants Biden to nominate her to become the next U.S. ambassador to Italy. Biden is holding the spot for the speaker, sources say, which is one reason he has yet to fill the position since taking office. Speculation earlier this year that a Pelosi ally and former Wall Street executive wanted the job has shifted with the increasing likelihood that the GOP takes the majority. There was no clarity yet on how a new Senate will react to a Pelosi nomination, but there was a mixed reaction to her in the role from sources this week. Interesting. I think this suggests they're expecting to lose. The fact that Joe Biden did not fill this position Holding it for Pelosi suggests she is out. But what will happen? I mean, she's running, right? If she doesn't get the House majority, she's going to resign her position. Then who takes her seat from San Francisco? That will be very interesting. In the meantime, it seems like they're uh, pulling out all the stops and civil war, maybe on the horizon. Alan Dershowitz sees sufficient evidence to indict Trump in affidavit. This is from about two weeks ago. Alan Dershowitz said there was currently enough evidence to indict former President Trump based on the the reading of the highly redacted FBI affidavit, quote, any grand jury in D.C. would indict Trump on the evidence that he had classified material in violation of various statutes. The Harvard law professor cited the failure of the probe to meet what he called the Nixon and Clinton tests, the former being the need to establish broad bipartisan support and the latter being a demonstration that Trump's conduct is materially worse than Hillary Clinton's own past mishandling of classified information. Getting a search warrant is easy to do, and a grand jury will indict a ham sandwich, so that is why we need, a prosecutorial, we need prosecutorial, prosecutorial discretion. Dershowitz said public anger should be directed not at a judge, uh, Judge Reinhardt for signing off on the search, but rather Attorney General Merrick Garland for seeking the warrant in the first place. Something interesting came out in a viral tweet claiming that uh, Joe Biden ordered the raid on Trump. The left came out and said, the documents say no such thing. The right says it does. Well, it's a little complicated. Basically, this document said, and I haven't, I haven't pulled it up, but just to break down this tweet, it said that on May 12th, NARA, I think NARA, in, uh, the, the National Archives informed the incumbent, uh, what are they, they, they informed the, uh, the, the FBI they'd be, they'd be, uh, they would be sharing the documents with them as per the incumbent president's request or something like that. And then people on the right said, that means Biden ordered the raid. The left said, no, it doesn't. OK, it kind of does. Here's what happens. Donald Trump has got documents. Uh, he's got you know some boxes that may have documents. They say, we want those boxes. Trump shares them with the archives. The archives then uh, gets a request from the president. I want to see what's in these boxes. He gets them. The FBI then decides to raid Donald Trump. The speculation at that point then is Biden requested the documents. The FBI said, we are going to have to raid his home to get whatever documents he may have. Does that mean that Joe Biden came in and said, Come on, man, we're going to take him down. We're going after my political right. No, but it does. It does hint at that. And I suppose the issue then comes down to who do you trust. The Trump, Trump supporters and people on the right aren't going to believe that Joe Biden didn't know this. They, of course, believe he did. And he claims he didn't. But the White House did know about the raid. And considering they knew about the raid and requested to see these documents, the only way they could be obtained is by raiding Trump's compound. That's the implication. But we'll tread carefully. We've got to, we, you know, you, you, they'll make the argument that he was simply saying, show me what you've already gotten. Fine. Fair point. I just don't trust them. But an indictment of Donald Trump would be a scary thing. I love this. From today, The Guardian, September 6th. No doomsday bunker, not a single gun. If the U.S. really is heading for civil war, I'm stuffed. You're stuffed? Do you mean effed? I guess they, you could put screwed, I guess. Arva Madavi, Madavi, writes, The super rich are preparing to rot at the apocalypse by their underground swimming pools. Ordinary Americans have bought another 20 million firearms. And me, I bought a broom and a butter knife. Yo, what? Come on, lady. How long do you think you would survive if everything went to hell? Civil war erupted. Institutions crumbled. And there was absolutely nowhere safe in the world left to run. Me, I give myself one week, maybe two. Lady, I agree with you. Me? I gotta be honest. I would do all right. I think I would live a long, stressful and unhealthy life. I'm not going to sit here and claim like if all hell broke loose, I'm going to live in comfort and luxury. Nah, it'll be tough. But, but um, I've got emergency food. I have secure locations. I have uh, all-terrain vehicles. Uh, n- you, know, you know, the way I plan for things is not like build the bunker and fill it with beans. Buy the guns. The world's ending. It's more like, hey, what could I use? So, um, you know, magnifying glass is really great. Yeah, for real. You got any magnifying glasses? It's really great. You want to talk about starting a fire in the middle of nowhere? You can do the sticks with the twine and stuff like that. You can. I'm sure a lot of people know how to do that. Magnifying glass makes it really easy. Kindling and a magnifying glass, and it's that simple. Put it in your pocket, you keep it, good to go. You could even use a bottle of water. That's crazy. Yeah, you can use a bottle of water set a fire. Yeah, you focus light through the bottle of water, things like that. But um, in terms of the food that we have, you know, we eat it. So it's, it's food. You know what I mean? You you have it, you eat it. Guns. Guns are important for self-defense. All-terrain vehicles. It's fun to go uh, jeep around and off-road and stuff like that. But in the event of a real problem, we got land out in the middle of nowhere. Why? Because it's fun to go vacation. No, for real, like to drive out into, the, into, into a plot of land where you got stuff, you can just chill out and take a look at the stars. It's fantastic. And all of that stuff, in the event of an apocalypse, you're going to do all right. This lady, she'll, I, she'll probably get eaten. I'm, I'm not even trying to be crass or anything. She says, I would like to think that I'm a tough survivor type. Yeah, nice try, lady. I'm not even qualified to call myself a tough survivor type. I'm a dude who just recently moved in the middle of nowhere. Granted, I've been in conflict, so I probably would learn quickly and do all right for myself. But I ain't got nothing on a random country bumpkin that raises chickens. I'm like any average random country person would survive better than me. And that's why I say unhealthy lifestyle. I'll be you know, not doing too well, but I'll be doing well enough. Dude who lives out in the sticks on his farm is going to be completely fine and not see any changes to his lifestyle. Me, I will. But we'll figure stuff out. I'm a bit resourceful and adaptive. This lady, however, a week, I think you're right. She says, I would like to think that I'm a tough survivor type, but the last time I went camping, I forgot to bring a sleeping bag and I sobbed myself to sleep. What? So on balance, I would have to admit that I'm not. I did have a brief period this year when, it, when in a fit of madness, I thought I'd take up urban farming and become as self-sufficient as possible. That's cool. With a scrap of garden in Philly. That seemed to go well until I proudly sent my mom a photo of all those luscious berry bushes I'd cultivated, and she informed me that they were poisonous weeds and I should get rid of them immediately. <laughs> no. Oh, man. I bring it all up because, well, I mean, look around you. Things are not great in the UK. The cost of living crisis has become so extreme that ITVs this, mor- uh, ITVs this morning offered viewers the chance to get their energy bills paid in its spin the wheel segment. Oh, man. To be fair, few places are more than 80 percent of countries are experiencing inflation above six percent, leading to an unprecedented rise in civil unrest around the world. Keep going. Keep going. Where do you think you're headed? While billionaires are buying bunkers, the rest of the U.S. seems to be buying ballistics. Firearm sales have skyrocketed since the pandemic. Americans bought almost 20 million guns last year, which is down from 2020's record-breaking 22.8 million sales, but still incredibly alarming. I'm about as anti-gun as you can get, but lately I've found myself wondering if I should maybe learn how to shoot. After all, I don't really rate my chances of surviving civil unrest in gun-nut America around armed with only a broom, a butter knife, and a garden full of poisonous berries. Hey, you're starting to figure it out, lady. I got to tell you, man, you you, you know, conservatives have an advantage here because y'all like guns to begin with. Liberals like guns to a very, very tiny degree and leftists like guns. Conservatives are more likely to live in rural areas where they have well water. Many have electricity off the grid. And at the very least, know how to survive. Know what they can eat outside. I know pawpaw season's coming up in about a month. Yo, you properly make those, you preserve those pawpaws and you got food for months. Dude, let me just tell you. You don't want to live off them. They're delicious. They really are great. They're, um... I think it's like mango, banana, and avocado combined. That's what it's like. Big seeds. Kind of hard to cultivate because they're pollinated by flies and beetles. But I remember uh, last year, it was our first pawpaw season. And we saw some. And I was like, you know, I hear they're hard to come by. And then we only saw a few. And I was like, well, maybe we'll get to try them. And then when pawpaw season came around, what we didn't realize is that like almost every single tree is a pawpaw tree. And there were so many, they were hitting you in the head. And we probably had like 50 pounds. of If, if you just went around and picked up the ones that were that were fresh and ready to eat, it's just like, it's, it's insane amount of pawpaw. We made bread. We ate some. We didn't really preserve them because we didn't really care. It's starchy. I don't want to eat that stuff, you know. But if I had to, the fact is you'll learn how to survive out here a little bit. With chickens, with a garden, I was getting maybe like 5 to 10% of my food from my own sourcing. For breakfast every day, I have eggs from my own chickens. That's right. And we got too many chickens now because they make more of themselves. Isn't that shocking? And then you eat the boys. We don't want to waste. They they eat crickets, turn the crickets into chicken. We eat the chicken. Chicken tastes better. This lady she couldn't tell you the first thing about chickens. I couldn't tell you the first thing about goats. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm doing all that much better than her, but more than enough, right? My point is, I'm not going to pretend I'm going to be better off than any other Trump supporter in a conservative area that knows how to survive, but this lady's in serious trouble. I at least got out and started trying to learn. These people are finally starting to realize, yeah, they're going to be in trouble. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. tonight over at youtube.com slash timcast IRL. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. This past Labor Day weekend, I went down to a small town in Virginia, went to a little ice cream shop to get ice cream. It was delicious. And on the TV, with the couches all around, they were playing Newsmax. And I thought it was kind of surprising. I'm like, wow, they're playing Newsmax of all of all places. You know, it's not something you normally see. But of course, it was a more religious place, and the town itself was, uh, was particularly conservative. On the TV, it mentioned something about the left constantly talking about civil war. And I started laughing, and I'm like... Does the right not realize what's happening or are they so tribal, at least at least at these networks, that they're going to act like we aren't careening full speed towards a civil war or that we may actually be in one or at the very least a precursor to one? I'm seeing Fox News and other writing outlets be like, oh, the left is obsessed with this idea of civil war. And I'm like, dude, have you not been paying attention to what they're doing to the president, former president, Donald Trump, going to his house? The, the raid, the constant lies in the media. It's been going on for years. The question is, are Democrats trying to make a civil war or is Joe Biden, for example, a bumbling moron who's walking towards it unintentionally? That is to say, is this going to be a villainous mustache twirling? We are going to destroy this country. Or is it a Mr. Magoo of Joe Biden just haphazardly walking and falling off a cliff? We have this story from the Daily Mail. Biden gives MAGA Republicans a new name, Trumpies, Trumpies, okay, and calls Heckler an idiot who is destroying democracy. President launches latest attack on extreme right and Wisconsin Labor Day speech. Well, bravo, good sir. In this, in this speech, a man starts yelling at Joe Biden. People then grab the man. uh Oh, you shouldn't grab people. That's illegal. That is assault and battery. I don't know about Wisconsin, but in Illinois, it would be. And then Biden starts yelling, no, 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 let him go, let him go, let him go. I think it's the Daily Mail, but some of these outlets are like, he was saying, let him go to security. And I'm like, dude, no, in the video, it's people in the crowd grabbing the heckler. But Joe Biden then says of the heckler, they embrace political violence. It's like while your guys are grabbing a dude who's yelling. Yeah, conservatives, Trump supporters, moderates, liberals, etc., etc., do not embrace political violence and routinely speak out against it. There may be some people who align this uh, uh, with with Trump and all that, of course, who embrace violence. A lot of people say stupid things on the Internet. But overwhelmingly, you see every step of the way denunciation of the violence. I mean, we are over at Timcast, more centrist libertarians, not like the left can really tell, to be completely honest. But uh, we routinely rag on violence and all of our guests do, even conservatives, because you're like two months away from winning the House and potentially the Senate. And getting subpoena power against your political rivals, which is the legal process by which you can get accountability. And any act of violence at this point would just weaken you. Because people need to understand. You know, obviously, there are some people who, who want to get violent, but those people are dumb. They're wrong. And that's why I, I pointed out every time when Black Lives Matter, started protesting. After the death of George Floyd, support for them peaked over 50% in this country. People were supporting. Even conservatives were on board like, yeah, that was wrong. And then came the riots. And after the riots, support for Black Lives Matter dropped down to like 9% in net, in net. Meaning it was actually like 30 or 40% or something like that. I don't know what the difference, you know. But uh, they they were at, like the net approval was something like 28% meaning like over median, and then it dropped down to like 9% or something. It went negative, actually, I think. I have to pull up the stats. But they lost all of the gains they had made that year. Done work. Joe Biden, I think it's kind of hilarious when he says they embrace political violence, which is an outright and overt lie. This is, my friends, of course, extreme stochastic terrorism. At least that's what the left has been saying of Donald Trump. Donald Trump recently called out and said Biden is an enemy of the state. I think it's funny because Biden is basically the head of state right now. But sure, whatever, Trump. You see, when Trump says something like this, they say it's stochastic terrorism. And what is that? It's a ridiculous term that means if you criticize someone, someone else might hurt that person. Therefore, it's your fault. Oh, shut up. It's not true of the left or the right. If I come out and say Biden's dumb as crap or whatever, that's not stochastic terrorism. If I say he's evil, that's not. But that's what they're doing. Donald Trump comes out and he's like, this Joe Biden is evil, he's bad for this country. And they're like, that's stochastic terrorism because now what's going to happen is someone's going to hear that and then go commit an act of violence and it was Trump's fault. No, you're allowed to criticize people and call them things. Joe Biden is, Donald Trump is. But if they're going to play that game, then I will assert this. By their standard, Joe Biden is engaged in stochastic terrorism. When he comes out and says they embrace political violence, which they don't, How many people do you think are going to be like, we better start fighting them, otherwise they'll engage in violence first? That's the idea. And we've seen it with Antifa. And the reason why I think the stochastic terrorism label applies more to Joe Biden than it would to Trump is because Biden's staffers helped bail out uh, extremist rioters. Kamala Harris herself helped bail out extremist rioters, posting saying, please give money. People who had been arrested for very serious crimes, they assisted so when they help those people, when they cheer that on, and when Antifa killed, uh, Antifa and BLM riots resulted in the death of like 30 people in just, just in 2020. And then they come out and they're like, but they're the bad ones. Okay, fine. We'll play your game. Stochastic terrorism. That's your label. The Daily Mail reports President Joe Biden rolled out a new nickname for MAGA Republicans on Labor Day during a lively speech. Is that what you call it? During his speech, he called them Trumpies, blah, blah, blah. At one point, Biden was interrupted by a heckler. So he told secret service to let him go. Everybody's entitled to be an idiot, the president said to scattered laughter. And despite clarifying earlier, or early, early on that not every republican is a MAGA republican, he later painted the critic and his ilk as working to destroy democracy. You see, this is the the, the is this is a psychotic game. Joe Biden's like, these MAGA republicans are an extremist threat to this country. And then you're like, okay. What does that mean? You know, MAGA republicans. Are you talking about Trump supporters? Then he comes out when Ducey asks him, are, are, and he goes, oh, I'm not talking about Trump supporters. Then you get a guy in the crowd. And he's like, that guy wants to destroy democracy. And it's like, dude, he's saying two things at the same time. He's not talking about Trump supporters, but he is. Fine. The biggest, and, and they say, uh, quote, he says, the biggest contrast from what MAGA Republicans, the extreme right, the Trumpies, is these MAGA Republicans in Congress are coming for your Social Security as well. What? It's like the stupidest thing ever said. It's like random spattering of words. Later at a second event in Pittsburgh, Biden tore into MAGA once again, saying of Trump, it's clear which way he wants to look. It's clear which way the new MAGA Republicans are, calling them very extreme. You can't call yourself a democracy when you don't count the votes that people legitimately cast, Biden said. He also, you know, and the funniest thing is you have this narrative battle between the Democrats and the Republicans where the hardcore Trumpies, as Biden calls them, repeatedly say that the election was stolen or something like that. And Joe Biden repeatedly comes out with the complete inverse, but also very heavy, com- all the, the, count, the votes that were legitimately ca- cast, free and fair elections. And I'm like, Ugh. guys, politics has always been a battle of lawfare. You know, you know what I mean? Like, and this is my point about when people come out talking about voter fraud and stuff. I'm like, this is not new. And they're like, they cheated and they cheated. I'm like, dude, there's legal processes People seek to exploit legal processes. But a lot of what we saw was just that. And that's what 2020 was. Universal mail-in voting, going door to door, all of that stuff really did help Democrats get these votes and win. And if Republicans refuse to steel man their opponent, which Donald Trump does, you'll see a repeat of the Georgia special election. And the Democrats will win. You need to steel man. You need to put your opponent in the strongest position possible call it whatever you want. The position they're in is they've got people who are voting. They are using universal mail-in voting to get a ton of votes. It's a huge benefit to Democrats. Anyway, I don't, I don't want to, I hate getting into all that stuff. It's so stupid. Quote, if I have to be in a foxhole, I want John Fetterman in there with me. Tell you what, I want John in there with me. I mean that sincerely, Biden said of Fetterman, who has been in the campaign brawl with Trump-backed candidate Dr. Mehmet Oz. You know, I got to tell you guys, you can criticize Fetterman all you want. I don't like the Democratic Party and I don't trust them. But Fetterman is absolutely trouncing Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz is running an abysmal campaign. And I can almost, I would almost speculate it was on purpose, like they're sabotaging on purpose. Democrats are supposed to lose right now. That's the historical trend. The first term of a presidency, a particularly bad one with bad economic indicators, should predict Republicans winning. And then you get Oz. Come on, man. A 79-year-old leader has ratcheted up his rhetoric against the former president and his allies in recent days. It was at a private event with donors uh, that the president compared MAGA Republicans' beliefs to semi-fascism, earning instant backlash from all factions on the right. Mm -hmm. Walking those comments back on Monday, said, I want to be very clear up front, not every Republican is a MAGA Republican. Not every Republican embraces that extreme ideology. But the extreme MAGA Republicans in Congress have chosen to go backwards, full of anger, violence, hate and division. I'm just I'm so sick of the psychotic evil cultists. I will explain in great detail. Antifa and BLM went around smashing, destroying and quite literally killing people. Aaron Danielson was shot twice in the chest. You do not have the comparable stories from the quote unquote MAGA Republicans. Matt Gaetz is not cheering these things on. Rand Paul is not going around and cheering these things on. The Republicans are not donating to Proud Boys to such a degree. And the Proud Boys react and they're reactionary, so-called the left. They show up or they did to leftist events when the left was getting violent. The, the Proud Boys weren't holding rallies where they would go out and go around smashing windows and starting fires like Antifa and BLM. Well, I'm no big fan, it is just very clear when Biden comes out and says that MAGA Republicans are full of anger, violence, hate, and division. Sure, hate and division, anger, fine. Opinions, hate and division, whatever. Anger, fine. Violence, wrong. That's you, and they're projecting that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary bdw report prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus plus. and you know it's funny I, I take a look at what's going on with a lot of these policies pertaining to uh, energy energy policies people are dying you know uh, joe biden shuts down he 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 bans some fracking he shuts down keystone severely limiting you know our our fossil fuel industry I, I should say let's just say limiting let's let's keep the the editorialization to a minimum so he's uh, he's making it harder to produce energy in Italy, Germany, people are upset. They're protesting because the energy prices are so high. I saw a video: people in Italy, Italy are using candles because the cost of electricity is so high. Candles are cheaper. Is that one way to live? Well, I look at that and I'm like, well, people will die from that, and they are. There's going to be a lack of food. The Netherlands, second largest exporter of food in the, I believe, in the world, is having their ability to produce limited by the by the government at a time by the Dutch government, uh, by the, at a time when, the, when we're facing a food shortage. I'm like, death and death. That's the result of this. Then you've got the, the, the sterilization of children and the abortion. And I'm like, man, it, I, I can certainly understand why everyone's talking about these population reduction conspiracies. I'll tell you what. That seems to be everything they're pushing forward. And then, of course, you have their overt violence. They're a death cult. They're, that's it. They're, they're in a death cult. You know, The left comes out and and calls MAGA a death cult. And for what reason? Because many of them didn't want to get the vaccine. Yo, when you had people like Pete Parada go to his doctor and his doctor was like, you suffer from Guillain-Barre syndrome, sir. I I recommend against this. And he went, oh, gee, thanks, doc. They called him an anti-vaxxer because they're in a cult. It's like, dude, a death cult is not when you go to your doctor and say, give me the best advice, doc. A death cult is when you pull up into a parking lot And have a random guy inject you with a substance, right? I suppose that's the that's the argument they want to make. I'll make the inverse argument. Ultimately, though, you talk to your doctor, right? That's what I did. My doctor prescribed me some medications that YouTube will ban you for if you talk about, and I didn't want. But I gotta take the advice of my doctor. And so when you get people who do, they call you an anti-vaxxer. Why? Because they're in a cult a cult tells you to ignore your doctor. I mean, this is the funniest thing. I know a lot of people rag on YouTube about their policies and everything. And I'm like, they're not as bad as you think, but they're bad. They're, they're, they, are, they are bad. Don't get me wrong. I'm very censorious. But a lot of people think it's like mustache twirling villainy. And I'm like, dude, you need to, you need to look at uh, the rules and think about how it applies to the left. No, no, no. Hold on. I didn't say that they don't uh, uh, shield the left. They do. I'm just pointing out that it's kind of funny because the pie is being thrown in the left's face. One of the rules on YouTube is that you have you can't discourage people from going to their doctor and and anything else is particularly irrelevant. Just don't discourage people from going to their doctor. And I actually agree with that. Some people then say, but the doctors are wrong, Tim. And I'm like, dude, if your doctor's wrong, get a better doctor. Like if I bought a if I hired a plumber and the plumber started hammering my driveway, I'd be like, "What are you doing?" And he didn't have a good. I'd get somebody else. If you go to a doctor, doctor gives you bad advice, you get a better doctor. But so the left are the ones that they came out and criticized me for saying that. Yeah, I think they're a death cult. I was talking to someone and I said, somebody tweeted that you should just go get vaccinated. They said go get vaccinated right now. And I said go talk to your doctor about what's right for you. And then they all yelled at me and they called me an anti-vaxxer and I was like, what? What do you think the doctor's going to say to you? Cult. It's a cult. I was like, I thought that was the safe position for everybody. Because my attitude was this. Look, if you go to the doctor and it turns out you have Guillain-Barre syndrome and your doctor recommends against it, that's the smart thing, right? Because what we don't want are people getting injured or, or sick because of underlying health conditions and then blaming it on the vaccine. That was my attitude. And I'm like, that's why you just talk to your doctor, minimize risk minimize negative press, all of that stuff. But as a death cult, the left told me I was wrong. And I'm like, okay, okay, I I don't I really don't get whatever, man. While all this is going on and there is talk of civil war and death cults, you have Trump calling Biden an enemy of the state, which I don't think helps. Trump is also demanding to be reinstated, which I really don't think helps. Fine. Trump, if you want to be reinstated, that means you're not running again in 2024. Whatever. If you're claiming that you are the rightful president, well, then you don't get another term, do you? I suppose the argument would be that his term was taken from him and that he would be reinstated and given a full four years or whatever. But the Daily Mail reports Trump says he should be reinstated as president again, insists FBI and DOJ have been caught in an election rigging scam. OK, you know, let me let's hold on there a minute. Right now in the midterms, I think it's fair to say that by the FBI's own standard, they're interfering in the election. They claimed, according to whistleblowers, They could not investigate the Hunter Biden laptop because that would interfere in the 2020 election. Right now, they're issuing subpoenas. They're raiding people, raiding Donald Trump, getting search warrants or whatever. Uh, Yeah, that sounds like interference by their standard. Donald Trump says he should be reinstated as president. Okay, dude, look, the FBI investigated Hillary Clinton's emails, and many people believe that really did hurt her in the uh, uh, the 2016 election. I didn't see you come out and say nothing about that. All right. I didn't see you come out and criticize. No, in, in fact, people came out. I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and play this uh, this game of, you know, what about or whatever. The reality is right now, Donald Trump has has declassification powers. They're now saying that those folders they showed, they were empty. There was nothing in them. So they were declassified nothings. But they want to make it look like Trump actually did something wrong, I guess. I mean, there still were classified documents. Don't get me wrong. But they're, they're, they're playing this game of what I, what I see is pure election interference. Donald Trump coming out and saying that they've been caught and because of that, he should be reinstated is, is just, OK, fine, whatever. I'll put it down. I'll, I'll, let's break it down this way. We're in a civil war. Decorum and logic are irrelevant. All that matters now is who can win. Fine. Then I'll tell you this. You must vote in the midterms. We are no longer in this world of occupying buildings to maintain political power. It's not the 1600s. People, you know, Hitler tried this. I'm not comparing today to Germany. I'm saying the the beer hall push. He goes into a Munich beer hall and he's like, we're in control now. And people are just like, no, you're not. And he's like, what? And then he got arrested. And then what did he do? He was like, "Okay, I have to actually win. Because even someone as stupid as that guy realized you can't just go into a place and declare yourself you know, chancellor or whatever. He won through political through political means, through elections. Terrifying. And that's what we see with right now, the Democrats and the Republicans. Of course, the Democrats are going to be the ones to claim the Republicans are actually the the Nazis or whatever, and the right's going to complain the left are the Nazis or whatever. For the most part, history doesn't repeat, but it rhymes. I'm not going to say they're like Nazis. They're fascistic in many ways. The Democrats, Joe Biden, lying all of this crap. Here's what needs to happen. You need to go out and vote. Put on your blinders, get your tunnel vision on. Look straight ahead. Knock on doors. You should be registering voters right now. You should be following Scott Pressler and taking his lead. Registering voters. Come November, if we get a red wave, we need the Senate and the House, and it's got to be the MAGA Republicans that Biden hates so much. Then come January third or fifth or whenever they they uh, um whenever they uh, what's the what's the word orient give orientation to these uh, members of Congress and inaugurate them into office, then we can start seeing the hammer drop. We can start seeing some investigations, some inquiries when you gain subpoena power. That's the way this thing needs to be done. It needs to be done this way. Now, unfortunately for the Democrats, they actually don't have a leg to stand on when it comes to these investigations, but they're doing the sham January 6th here with non-adversarial garbage. If the Republicans can get inquiries into Joe Biden's illicit business dealings overseas using his son as a proxy, we could maybe make some real moves towards impeachment. And in fact, you know what? Just out of the gate, Republicans might just impeach Joe Biden. Unfortunately, the Republican Party is full of a bunch of feckless uniparty shills, so I'm not entirely sure that will happen, but that's why you need to vote. That's why the primaries were so important. And that's why. Donald Trump's what is it, a 99% success rate? It might be 92. In uh, his endorsements, he's powerful. Now, maybe Dr. Oz won't win, whatever. I don't think Dr. Oz is all that great. But you need to win one Senate seat, one. Defend the ones you got, win one, and that's all it takes. Joe Biden will block and veto a lot of things. But with the House, you will get subpoena power and investigatory power, and that's what needs to happen. So right now, as you have Joe Biden lying about MAGA Republicans and Donald Trump calling Joe Biden the enemy of the state. Perhaps you should realize that right now two of the two of the the leaders of each party are pointing the finger at each other and screaming evil. I don't know about you, but my reading of history uh, suggests these things don't end well. MSNBC came out and said civil war. Okay, and. Now, all of a sudden, I'm seeing people on the right be like, oh, the left is obsessed. They want this. And I'm just like, what? What? Are you just saying that because the left is saying it now? Spare me, dude. We are in dark days indeed. And if you don't pay attention to where we're going, then you'll be left holding an empty bag. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out. And I'll see you all then. IndieWire reports. Jennifer Lawrence blasts two-party system amid Roe v. Wade overturn. Politics are killing people. Get the government out of my snatch, the Oscar winner said. Well said. You know, that'll be a quote for the ages. I was, uh, I posted on Twitter how, you know, quotes from uh, p- uh, prominent figures used to be very serious. Like, you know, it is better that 10 guilty persons escape than one innocent person suffer. And it was because we didn't record everything said by everyone all the time. But uh, Jennifer Lawrence, this will be a tribute. Get the government out of my snatch. Um, the message, I get, you know, I'm not a big fan of the government. Um, but delivery, well, that'll go down in history, I suppose. Jennifer Lawrence, of course, a movie star. You may have seen her in the Hunger Games franchise as well as many other films. I think she was in American Hustle, wasn't she? I don't know. Um, Well, in the opening line to this story, we get this piece of gold. Oscar Oscar winner Jennifer Lawrence has had recurring nightmares starring Tucker Carlson for years. Now, hold on there a minute. I know everybody immediately wants to jump to this negative headspace of assuming that she's having nightmares about Tucker. Uh, It says starring Tucker, okay? nightmares starring Tucker. So they don't explain in great detail right away what that means. And perhaps, you know, maybe she's having a nightmare about um, a dragon. You know, she's being chased by an evil dragon. yeah. And then, you know, Tucker Carlson swoops in like a knight in shining armor and saves her. Still a nightmare. Okay, but Tucker, not the bad guy. Have you considered that? Or I think the the way most people assume this is is that Tucker is the bad guy chasing her and she's freaking out. I don't know. What nightmare could you possibly have starring Tucker Carlson? It's kind of crazy to me because, you know, I, I rarely if ever have nightmares, but if I do, it's usually about like, I don't know, getting into a car accident or something or losing a loved one, it, things like that, like scary things, not like Tucker Carlson. I don't have nightmares about like Rachel Maddow talking and saying things about Trump because I don't quite care all that much. But these people really do live in this insane reality. And so in her mind, Tucker Carlson's like like grabbing, he's like in the TV and then he like grabs outside and he like pulls himself out. He's like, I'm coming for you. I, I can only imagine what she's having nightmares about. There's this meme going around about things your therapist says and then things you do or something like that. I can't relate to the meme because I don't have a therapist. I'm sure all these people on the left would be like, oh, but you need one. And I'm kind of like, I'm surprised y'all, well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that so many people have therapists. I'm not surprised they need them. This is a perfect example of somebody who needs a therapist. Dude, if you're having nightmares about Tucker Carlson, you do need a therapist. You need an adult who's going to be honest with you and tell you to grow up, calm down, and live your life. Maybe lift a heavy object or two, take some responsibility, and go and figure out what the world is really like. This is, is, is insane, Tucker of all people. Okay, okay, let's read the story and what Jennifer Lawrence has to say. Not that I'm going to take it too seriously considering she's having nightmares about a guy on TV. They say, ever since Donald Trump was elected president in 2016, Lawrence has made an effort to address the divided nation as embodied by her own Kentucky-based family. Quote, I just worked so hard in the last five years to forgive my dad and my family and try to understand it. It's different. The information they are getting is different. Their life is different, Lawrence told Vogue in the new cover story. I've tried to get over it, and I really can't. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm just unleashing, but I can't F with people who aren't political anymore. OK, well, I don't know exactly where this all leads. I mean, like celebrity stuff. Obviously, outside of this in the culture war, I think it leads to some kind of civil war. And uh, what you all need to understand and what, what a lot of people missed is they, they think that when I come out and I'm like, civil war is coming, they, they're imagining like I'm looking at a bunch of dudes fighting each other and hitting each other with sticks. And that's my, my um, reasoning for why I think this may be the case, partly you know, there is violence. I do mention that, but I want to just stress this point that I think is often overlooked. When cultural issues become two distinct realities, people can't relate to anything anymore, which is why I say culture is so much more important. If there is a unified culture, then we think similarly, we see the same things. But for her, she's outright saying her family gets different information and she's tried to understand it, but she can't because she is in a parallel reality. Example. During the Gordon Sondland testimony over, over Trump's impeachment, he literally said there was no quid pro quo. OK, full stop. What that means is Donald Trump did not expect anything in asking Ukraine to investigate this Biden thing. However, he says, but I kind of feel like there was. What ends up happening is you get CBS saying Sondland confirms quid pro quo. Fox News saying Sondland confirms no quid pro quo. What reality do you live in? Now, the reality is no responsible news outlet would take that piece and claim it was confirmation of one. His feelings are entirely irrelevant. What he said was Trump said no. Boom, confirmation. Trump said no. Your feelings don't matter. But this is what happens. Jennifer Lawrence lives in bubble world. And so because of that, she can't understand what's happening. Take a look at this. The Causeway actress added, you live in the United States of America. You have to be political. It's too dire. Politics are killing people. Dude, I just like to point out. You're arguing in favor of abortion with this article and in this interview that literally kills people. I'm not I don't play that game where the left tries to make weird scientific arguments about when life begins. Life begins at conception. I'm not saying there's not a pro-life position. That's a scientific fact. A unique set of DNA is created upon fertilization. Now, there, like there's a whole world of arguments we can get into on that. But that is when life starts for that individual. There's, like, no other point. It's it's insane because the left makes arguments about, like, mm, sometimes after birth, I suppose. I've even heard three months after birth when, when memories start forming. And I'm like, no, 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 just no, just wrong, wrong, excuse me, wrong. All right, anyway. To her family, Lawrence explained, I broach the subject in the sense that I unleash text messages, just boom, 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 boom. They don't respond. And then I feel bad and send a picture of the baby. Okay, dude. Yeah, see, th- this is unhinged. Just spam messaging people. I don't care from the left or the right. That's not going to convince anybody. The Socratic method is probably the appropriate way to do it. Jennifer Lawrence, if she tried to broach her family with that method, would find herself a Trump supporter. I'm not. I'm not exaggerating, and I mean that literally. Because here's what happens. You see, the Socratic method or variations of. You want to ask questions to dissect a person's worldview. Let them tell you to explain to you. And it works because you're listening. You're hearing what they have to say. Now, here's the problem. I've had people come to me and do things like this. The only problem is I know what I'm talking about. I don't know everything. I don't get everything right. But I've read tons and I know these sources. My favorite example is when I mentioned that China was getting DNA samples from uh, from COVID tests. And I had someone just scoff and laugh and say I was wrong. And I just took my phone out, pulled up the NPR article and handed my phone and say, you can read it. I don't know. It's like, you think that I'm making this stuff stuff up for some reason. I don't know. I don't care. It's what happened. If Jennifer Lawrence approached her family, like her dad, and said something like, Donald Trump committed a crime. And then he said, what crime? So he, the, 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 going after Ukraine. What did he do in Ukraine? Well, I, I don't know. He just, there it is. If she asked her dad, and I'm assuming her dad, you know, knows, I could be wrong, and said something like what did Joe Biden do? And he responded with, he flew to Ukraine, went to the president, told him, if you don't fire a state prosecutor, I will block $1 billion in approved loan guarantees, which is illegal. Here's the video of him saying it. Just show the video of him saying it. And then what would Jennifer Lawrence say? You see, the problem is Trump derangement people or I should say right derangement syndrome. People like Lawrence doesn't care. I will also mention that, you know, her family doesn't respond. They should. They should respond. They should have an intervention. They should bring her and say, Jennifer, like, let's have a seat. Let's talk about this. Now, I will say here's one of the biggest challenges. One of the biggest challenges is that I don't expect her family to actually know all these things and have all the answers. What happens is people will listen to my show. They'll listen to Timcast IRL or, or Timcast News, Tim Pool Daily Show on iTunes and Spotify. And um, they'll listen to it, get the general idea and say, wow, I didn't know that. They're not going to remember every little single detail because they have other things to attend to, like their jobs. Someone will then ask them and they'll say, you know, Biden did this illegal stuff in Ukraine. What illegal stuff? And they'll be like, it was it was related to like loans and stuff. And he was talking to the president. got a guy fired. I don't I don't know the full details. And they'll say, see, you don't know what you're talking about. The same is true for Jennifer Lawrence. She's getting a lot of information and she can't retain it all perfectly, so she's getting whipped up into a frenzy. The only problem is the people on the left are lying to people like her, claiming that Tucker is lying to people like them. Tucker gets things wrong. He does. So do I. But the Joe Biden stuff, it's, it's, it's definitive and it's there in your face. Donald Trump is no saint. Donald Trump has also done things wrong. The game they play is that us pointing out that Biden is a bad dude, hanging out with some bad boys, is that we must be defending Trump. I think Trump's better than Biden for a lot of reasons. I think Trump was one of the greatest presidents we've ever had. That doesn't excuse Trump of the things that he's done that I think are bad. However, I think Trump is mostly done good. And if I had a choice, my first choice wouldn't be Trump. Sorry, that's the reality. But you can't come out and be like you criticizing Joe Biden as a defense of Trump. No, sorry, not interested. You want to have a conversation about the things Trump has done? Lay on the criticisms and I will have that conversation, period. You want to talk about what's happening? Fine. But Jennifer Lawrence having nightmares about Tucker Carlson just shows that these people have lost the plot. Lawrence addressed the sexism and misogyny present in modern day society as embodied by Trump besting Democratic candidate Hillary Clinton. You see, you just this is what really grinds my gears. Jennifer, Hillary Clinton was a secretary of state while they were blowing up children. Okay, I didn't vote for Trump or Hillary in 2016. And I'll tell you why I didn't vote for Hillary. It's not because she's a woman. I don't care that she's a woman. I care because I care that she was secretary of state running the Clinton Global Initiative or whatever, the Clinton Foundation, taking money from foreign governments. And she was in our government at the time. I care that Joe Biden was the vice president when Barack Obama blew up American citizens without charge or trial. You come to me and say, but what about abortion? I'll say, shut your mouth. I don't care. Barack Obama killed a 16 year old American citizen. The president quite literally murdered someone. You come to me and you say, we've got these pressing domestic issues, Tim. And I say, I get it. And you know what? I say, let me hear what you have to say. And it always falls down to this. The reason I voted for Trump has nothing to do with misogyny or Hillary Clinton. It has everything to do with Joe Biden, the lucrative contracts that went to his family, the illicit business dealings of his son. But more importantly, that he presided over the invasion, I should say, over the, the advancement of of, of hostilities in the Middle East under Barack Obama, which I blame George W. Bush for. No problem. And Barack Obama expanded the conflict, put more troops out there, blew up children. And Joe Biden was there making sure or I should say we'll put it this way. Biden Inc. as reported by Politico, his brother's fortunes getting lucrative contracts in Iraq after Joe Biden was put in charge. What a coincidence. I'll put it that way. The The most important thing to me, is that when the United States government blew up several, murdered several American citizens in violation of our constitutional rights, because they didn't like them. That was Joe Biden sitting there with a smile on his face. And you want me to vote for that? Donald Trump's a bad guy for a lot of reasons. But no new wars, pulling our troops out of the Middle East, trying to make peace. The Abraham Accords spare me. But he's a misogynist. America deserves it. I'll put it that way if you want to complain about Donald Trump and his misogyny, you deserve it for putting people like Barack Obama in office. This is this is what you get. It's penance. You can complain all day and night about everything you don't like about Donald Trump. And I will still vote for the man when he signs the Abraham Accords. I will still vote for the man for what he did in trying to bring peace to the Korean Peninsula. And And as much as we can talk about drone strikes increasing under Donald Trump, You want to break down the nuance here, trying to end the hostilities in Syria, trying to get our troops out of Afghanistan, trying to bring peace to the Middle East. I will vote for that every step of the way when people like Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama expanded it, causing so much of the crisis with ISIS, the rape, the murder, the torture, people being immolated alive. Jennifer Lawrence, that's what you get. The sexism and misogyny that you don't like, fine. It's there. You want to talk about it? Maybe if you and all your friends didn't vote for these psychopaths who put people like Julian Assange in some kind of psychotic solitary confinement for a decade. Why? Because he's exposing the crimes committed by this country. Maybe if you didn't vote for these psychopaths, we would not have to resort to Donald Trump to do something about it. I'm so sick of these people going, but he's a mythogenist." Yeah, well, you voted for the guy who blew up kids. You voted for the guy who blew up kids. Donald Trump is no saint when it comes to what happens in the Middle East. He's been accused of signing off on a commando raid, which killed a little girl. I get it. But when I'm looking at a president in Trump that is ending ISIS, that is getting our troops out, that is saying enough with the NATO expansion, expansionist policies. I'm like, you know what, man, I'll take what I can get. I'm not going to sit here and pretend Trump is the greatest guy who ever lived. But for those, those reasons, one of the best presidents we've ever had. Everything else is, you know, all of it problems. And I'll take what I can get. But come to me. Here we go. It breaks my heart because America had the choice between a woman and a dangerous, dangerous jar of mayonnaise. And they were like, well, we can't have a woman. Let's go with a jar of mayonnaise. The Don't Look Up star said, I don't want to disparage my family, but I know that a lot of people are in a similar position with their families. How could you raise a daughter from birth and believe that she doesn't deserve equality? How? Jennifer, please. I hope you hear this because I think you're an amazing actress. Big fan of, of your work in X-Men. Absolutely you need to understand at least me. I can't speak for anybody else. I don't care for Trump and I didn't vote for him in 2016. What I care for is ending the hostilities, ending the interventionist U.S. military industrial uh, industrial complex policies. Donald Trump selling weapons and bragging about it. Good. The people need to hear that. The people of this country and the world need to hear that. But you know what message we need? What we don't need is this episode is made possible by P.W.C. You know what that was? Not the movie. No, it was when weapons were transferred to cartels and Americans were killed with those weapons. A 16-year-old American citizen named Abdulrahman al alaki Yeah, it's a little Muslim kid killed by the Obama administration, signed off the execution with a drone strike. A civilian cafe was bombed by America. And You want me to vote for her and then come to me And tell me that the real reason was that I didn't want a woman to be president. Dude, I'd take Jill Stein over Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. Well, maybe not today, but in 2016, probably. Because I'll take one of these hippy dippy Green Party people if it means they're not going to expand the wars and they're going to just focus more on American policy. The problem I have right now with the Green Party and probably people like Jill Stein, wokeness, the weird cult racist garbage. For Lawrence, overturning Roe v. Wade further exemplified the hatred of women in America. Like Ruth Bader Ginsburg said, a woman of means is always going to be able to get an abortion. The Winter's Bone breakout said, if anybody ever needed proof that our two-party system is a failure, get the government out of my snatch, okay? Pull quote on the record. Amazing. It's too personal to a female's existence to watch white men debate over uteruses when they, from the bottom of their hearts, can't find a clitoris. this This is the vapid, look, okay, let's move on. We get it. Jennifer Lawrence, you genuinely don't understand. And I hope one day you sit down and actually listen to people. But let's let's talk about some stuff. OK, what do we have here? Um, here we go. It's a song. Only ever wanted. Timcast. All right. We also have Will of the People. What is what is this one? Oh, yeah, this is Marjorie Taylor Greene destroys noob at Magic the Gathering. Shout out to the Timcast projects. Let me tell you why we're doing these things. In the Marjorie Taylor Greene destroys Newbit Magic the Gathering clip, you can see here's Ian looking all gruff and grim and angry. And someone said, dude, you actually made MTG play MTG. You're making history here. The meme magic is too strong with you guys. Jennifer Lawrence is in the news because she's a movie star. And then she comes out and says things that are nonsensical. How do I reach these people? Let me click this little like button right here real quick on this video. Smash that like button. Marjorie Taylor Greene playing Magic the Gathering. It was completely apolitical. Ian Crossland of Timcast IRL plays Magic, and he goes, and uh, he's on a forum, and someone's smack-talking him, and it turns out it's Marjorie Taylor Greene, and she beats him at MTG, and he's all angry. It's a funny bit. Watch the bit. It's great. We're making culture to inspire young people to have a laugh and create community, because if we don't, people like Jennifer Lawrence are the ones that get the most airtime. That's it. We released a song a couple years ago called Will of the People. 2.2 million views, and it's got millions more on other platforms, several million and weirdly on Twitter, millions. It's over overtly political. 15,000 comments, 93,000 thumbs up. Amazing. I appreciate everybody who watched it and liked it. And uh, even right now, it gets tons of play. We didn't do a great market. I don't know how to do music marketing, so we just released it. But the point is, we need to be building culture. That's what we need to do. Otherwise, it's the likes of Jennifer Lawrence that are going to go out and they're going to lie. And, or, and, you know, just be wrong. OK, I don't know if she's lying, but she's wrong, 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 wrong. She doesn't understand us. She doesn't understand Trump supporters. And then we released uh, in the last week, Only Ever Wanted, the first song on Timcast Records, whatever name is, the name whatever, 1.746 million views on uh, on YouTube. And boy, did the left go nuts on this one. And it's because they're finally starting to get it. We are a threat because we make culture. And eventually, people are going to hear this and they're going to like it. Oh, they, t- they didn't take big issue with Will of the People. And I think the reason is it's, 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 it is doing really well, but it's overtly political. The song itself is overtly political. And I think when it comes to culture, politics is, is, is niche. The average person is going to listen to this and be like, I totally get the message. So as long as you're making content that's overtly political, they're not super worried. They are super worried about Tom McDonald, though. Because he gets like tens of millions of hits. They don't want him hitting billboard, that's for sure. But Only Ever Wanted, they really took issue with. And it's kind of a, you know, rock, song, emo-ish, I guess. I think the reason they took issue with that is we are moving into the apolitical arena. And that's bad. See, Will of the People, after two years, has 2.2 million views. Only Ever Wanted, after a week, has 1.7 million. It did really, really well. 67,000 thumbs up, comparable thumbs up rate to Will of the People, overwhelming praise, except from the left who are freaking out. Uh, you know, I, I know I talked about it quite a bit uh, uh, last week. We're, we're not in full promotion mode anyway because any, the, the billboard tracking period is over. But check out the song if you want to. We're making more. In maybe like three weeks, we have another song that's being released. and We've got a bunch of people requesting songs that we used to jam. And we're going to have that impact. So people like Jennifer Lawrence, this is the point that I've been trying to drive home. I hope people understand the reason why I've been pushing so hard to make stuff like Cast Castle, Tales from the Inverted World, and music. They're not political. We need to control the cultural space. And they know it. And they're getting scared. They're getting scared at the expansion of The Daily Wire. They're getting scared at the expansion of TimCast. And this is exactly why. This right here is the example. Having nightmares about Tucker Carlson. Well, it's going to be really funny when we put out a, a music video, that's Tucker Carlson's in. But what if people really like it? I'm not saying we're planning anything with Tucker Carlson. I'm saying in the future, we'll have right-wing personalities and figures featured in music or something like that. We'll do a song with James O'Keefe. He can dance and he can sing. He DJs. Maybe Ben Shapiro will play the violin. Who knows? But what happens if we, if we land a Hot 100 song that's getting played all over the radio and, oh no, Ben Shapiro is playing violin in it. Well, then the problem is when the song hits and the big media outlets are forced to acknowledge it, people are going to ask, I love that song. Who performed it? And you're going to say, oh, you know, that was, you know, Tim Pool, Carter Banks, Ben Shapiro and Pete Parada or whoever else. And then Ben's going to come out and give a speech, talk about, you know, music. And then people are going to follow him. And then he's going to tell you he's pro-life. You see, that is the issue. Politics is downstream from culture. Jennifer Lawrence has no business talking politics until you realize this is exactly how the political machine works. She has every business talking politics. That's why they do it. So we need to compete. Otherwise, that's it right there. That's what the kids will see. The regular people watching a movie, that's what they'll hear. You heard her say it. She said you have to be political. And she won't F with people who aren't political anymore. I hope you're recognizing why we must win that cultural battle making content and culture. More to come. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.